You're listening to the U.S. Glass Magazine's special daily podcast, Glass Industry Update, The Coronavirus. I'm your podcast moderator, Chris Bunn. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the business disruptions in our industry caused by the worldwide pandemic. Be sure to check in daily for a new podcast with the latest updates. And now I'll turn it over to Deb Levy, publisher of U.S. Glass, who will give you an update and introduce our special guest. Well, good day and welcome to today's U.S. Glass Magazine podcast. We are happy to have you joining us and hope that you and your family and your co-workers remain well and stay that way. Uh, I promised you a special uh, guest and a special host today, and we have just that for you. You may remember that our first podcast, oh, a good week and a half ago now, uh, we had as our guest Lyle Hill. That podcast was actually a lot longer than the one you heard. The the first half of it uh, involved a lot of recounting by Lyle of conversations he had had with a number of different fabricators in the Chicago area. And he was telling us one particularly interesting story about the conversation he had had uh, with Doug Stutt of Tortenson's Glass. And at the end of it, I said to him, you know, that was so interesting. Maybe we could see if Doug would talk to you. And so today, uh, we are fortunate enough to have both Lyle and Doug in a conversation. Lyle? Well, welcome, everyone. This is Lyle Hill for USGNN. And uh, I'm interviewing today Doug Stutt, president and owner of Torstenson Glass Company in Chicago, one of the oldest glass uh, companies in the country and also kind of a long-term friend of mine. So thank you very much, Doug, for coming on today. Much, much appreciated. Thanks for having me, Lyle. Doug, how long has Torstenson been around, by the way? Uh, We've been here since 1889. Wow. So let me start with this. This is your first day back to work? Yes. We've been off since uh, the day ended on March 20th. We sent everybody home, at 4.30 on March 20th. And now you're back to work today. This is your first day back. Yes, in a, in a very limited capacity. What does that mean? Uh, we've got uh, half our um, hourly crew and half our uh, salaried employees, you know, customer service people here today. So Okay. We're, uh, and, and what drove that decision, Doug? Why, why, why did you come back? Um, we made a determination based on our customer base that uh, we did, in fact, fall under the essential supplier uh, designation. And uh, we're not trying to do it, everything right now, but just limit it to people who uh, need the product for essential services. Yeah. And I remember, Doug, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, actually, right after you had made the decision to close. Um, and... I think we even discussed that you would probably qualify as an essential service because there are a lot of glass shops in and around the Chicago area in particular that very much depend on you for product. Um, But you felt it was the right thing to do was to close, uh, right thing for your people and and for your suppliers and customers. And uh, But I'm guessing you've gotten a lot of phone calls from customers saying, hey, we need some glass, we need something. Am I guessing right on that? You are guessing right. Um, you know, we did not, uh, you know, pick up the phone for two weeks. Uh, we did return uh, messages that were left on the system or emails and just explained to them our feelings about closing. 
you know, trying to comply with the uh, shelter-in-place request of the governor of Illinois. Yeah, and as you expressed to me a couple of weeks ago, uh, some of that decision was made on your observations of what was going on in your own shop and in the community, uh, that maybe some people weren't taking the instructions that were being given as seriously as they should. And I know you were a little frustrated at that time. Now you got people coming back. What 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 changes in the way you deal with them? Well, you know, we are really um, driving hard on the social distancing issues and disinfecting the area. And now we're operating um, with half the people we were previously, <clears throat> which allows us uh, the opportunity to space people appropriately. And Doug, just a quick question. Uh, you're in a, a heavily populated area, just a few blocks from Wrigley Field. So there's a lot of uh, traffic there on a normal day. Do you have a sign on the door that says we're closed or don't enter? Or what do. do you do? We do. We, you know, we had a sign on the door for the last few weeks that said we were completely mm -hmm. closed. And now we have a, a different sign that indicates that uh, we're open, um, but the office and plant is not open. Uh, if you have any questions to call, you know, we just we don't want people just wandering in the front door. So we're right. limiting our business to existing customers at this point. I see. Okay. Um, and I know in talking to other people, at least in the Chicago area, the ones that have stayed open, a couple of them have, uh, some of the hardware suppliers in particular. As I've been told, a regular long-term customer pulls up to the uh, place of business. They can't come in. They have to call in and say, I'm here for my materials. A cart is pushed out. The customer goes up to the cart, takes the stuff off the cart, puts it in their truck, waves to somebody. They drive away. Garage door goes back up because it's been closed while the customer's loading their truck or van. Comes back out, takes the cart, pulls it back inside, closes the door. Uh, that's similar to what you're doing, although you're handling glass. So I'm assuming a couple of your guys have to go out and load the trucks or whatever. Um, it depends on the size of the glass, but uh, we do have you know limited assistance from our staff loading the truck uh, with the customers sitting in the cab of the truck, not exiting. Uh, we no longer require a signature on a receiving ticket. We just ask them their name and we sign the receiving ticket for them. We're also uh, interesting. Uh, scheduling uh, will calls by appointment. Uh, we don't want uh, you know a, a number of vehicles waiting for pickup at the same time. So we're trying to stagger the pickups of, of our customers. Wow. I'm guessing too, Doug, when you look out the window, uh, out onto Sheffield there, I'm guessing that uh, you don't see a lot of people walking by. You know, on a typical day, this time of year, you'd have dozens of people going by your shop all the time. I'm guessing that's not the case. That is the case. There, there's very, very little foot traffic. Um, you know, this time of year, you know, I haven't looked at my Cub schedule, but if this were a Cub day, game <laughs> day, uh, you know, there'd be a ton of both uh, vehicle traffic and foot traffic between noon and one o'clock. So yeah. obviously <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, I've been there on those on those occasions. And you're mm -hmm. right. There's 
literally a, a flood of people just walking down the street heading toward Wrigley Field. Yes, um, there. So your intention then, as long as there's enough business to justify it, is to keep working on this kind of 50% crewing thing for a while? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we're going to run this week with Good Friday being on Friday, which is a holiday for us. We'll run yeah. uh, the same crew Monday, Tuesday, and then a different crew on Wednesday, Thursday. Yes, I understand. And in talking to um, some of the other guys doing reglazing work, some of your customers, some of which I know very well, mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of what they're doing. They're working crews a week on, week off, week on, week off, um, and uh, having to do some stuff on the weekends uh, just simply because uh, they have to. There's fewer people around on the weekends at certain mm-hmm. locations. So it is kind of a, a really unusual, odd time. So will someone like you, I assume, try and take advantage of the uh, payroll loan arrangement that the government's offering? Uh, yes, we will. I really okay. don't have a, handle that side of the business. My brother Brad does. And I know that right. he is working with our banker um, on the application already. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, one more kind of important question. Mm-hmm. So you're a, you're a part of the supply chain. You're what I would call a, a wholesaler, distributor, slash fabricator. And shops come to you, a lot of shops come to you for a long, long time. They rely on you. You also deliver. Are you making deliveries, by the way? Uh, we're only making half as many deliveries as previously. So and trying to keep it on a will call basis only. Okay. But the people that supply to you, the the other side of the supply chain, are they open and are they delivering product? Or at some point, do you run out? Uh, all our primary vendors are delivering. They're open. You know, these would be the 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 glass manufacturers, uh, some of the uh, fabricators, tempers, laminators. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. our entire supply chain appears to be operational. Uh, what we're doing, okay. though, is we're we're reviewing our inventory and and pushing back um, the bulk of any existing orders for delivery after the current shelter-in-place order is lifted, which is April 30th. So, uh, okay. I think we were a- successfully able to push back, you know, 90% of of what we had due inbound because we had adequate inventory. I see. Well, that's 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 helpful, certainly. So, you, so limited deliveries or as needed only for the most part. All right. So, Doug, um, you've been in business a long time. I happen to know for a fact you have some very loyal, long-term employees. What are you doing for them? What what's your what's your program for them? Well, currently, uh, and it's our intention to keep this going. Uh, we're paying all our um, hourly and uh, customer service staff um, full pay for the time off, uh, even though they're not working. So the last two weeks, everybody's received a paycheck for 40 hours. Um, Moving forward, uh, they'll be working basically half the time, but they will be receiving a 40-week paycheck until this uh, shelter-in-place issue is behind us. And Doug, I know you well enough to know that whether you recover that money through a government program or not, um, you would you would do that for your people. I I have no doubt whatsoever about that. 
Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, without them, we're nothing, Lyle, as you well know. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we have to take care of them. I mean, it's, you know, fortunately, we're able to do that. Yeah. Good for you, Doug. Um, not surprised. All right, Doug, anything else, anything, any other comments, any suggestions, any ideas, any, just any general commentary at all about what we're going through and, and what's going on here? You were, in our conversation, you were, uh, you picked me up a little bit. You had some great advice and some, some excellent thoughts, and I appreciated them. You know, just, it's, it's such an odd time. You know, none of us have ever seen anything like this, and we're just trying to, to muddle through, um, hoping we're doing the right thing. And, um, you know, keeping our, our employees, you know, uh, working and paid, you know, during, during the time off. Doug, I wish you and your entire crew, uh, nothing but the best as we go through this, as you said, very unusual, unique, crazy time. Thank you, Doug. Lyle, thanks for having me and, uh, you know, best wishes to you and your family. Say hello to Patrick for me. Will do, Doug. Thanks so much. That's it for today's podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. And please continue to join us every day uh, during this time for our daily update.